Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's broadcast of The Road to Recovery. I'm your host, Dan Chuba, and I'm coming to you live from the city of West Chicago, Illinois, and the offices of Daniel and Associates Real Estate. And who cares, right? Well, I really don't care. The reason why I'm telling you that, though, is because I'm a real estate broker, and I sobered up 24 years, three months, and... 29 days ago. Holy cow, that's almost four months. That's right, tomorrow will be four months. 29, or 24 years, and it'll be four months tomorrow. And who's counting? Well, yours truly counts. I count every day because I am grateful for the opportunity to stay and be and stay sober. So I hope you have enjoyed joining me on my journey into sobriety. And over these last eight years, seven years plus, where is my music? We lost the show music. What happened? What's happened? My music's gone. Oh, well, we are without music tonight. I don't know why. shouldn't be. shouldn't be that way, but it is. The reality is that somehow, somewhere, oh, you know what? I moved it up. That's right. I've been shifting things around here. On There it is. Okay, let me get that. Because you know what? I do want to play the music. I always love playing the music. Mia Keen does one mean version of You Are Not Alone. And you know what? I want you guys to hear it. Let's see. What happened? Again, I lost it again. Let's see. Do it one more time. Yeah, this is a live broadcast, by the way. Huh? How about that? You figured that out yet? Hello, Steve. Hello, everybody out there. And what? Why can I not get what I'm looking for here? Cause, cause why? Let's see. Maybe I should change the name of it uh, to something else. I swear to God, this program. It is no matches found. What are you talking about? No matches found. We're finding the matches, and now we're not finding the sites. Why aren't we doing that right now? Okay, so here. I swear. Okay. Yeah, you are hearing it. There we go. Let's see. Is this better very much? Thank you. No, that's not it. Cancel that. What is that? 18... Uh, lordy, 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 we are having some technical difficulties here. I don't know why we shouldn't be having any, but I'm getting the wrong wrong music keying up here. Where's Mia? Mia, where are you? Mia Keen, where the heck are you? Let's see if I can find her. Mia Keen. Can I find her? There it is. There you are, right there. Okay, sit back and listen to the song, and we'll be back with you the start of the program in a few minutes, okay? I'm going to start all over when I get... There we go.
Okay, you are worth it all. You are worth it all. Yes, you are, you are, you are. Hey, welcome everyone back to the Road to Recovery. I am the host for tonight. I'm the host for every night, most of the time. And I want to welcome you and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful Hanukkah and a wonderful Kwanzaa or whatever the heck you are celebrating. (coughs) This is the last remnants, hopefully, of my whatever I was struck with, flu, cold, uh, pneumonia, whatever I had. I've had it for a couple of weeks now. Haven't felt very good. Last week we did a very short version of the show out of Chicago, downtown Chicago. I was broadcasting from the Four Seasons Hotel up on the 39th floor with, uh, well, the lovely Martha wasn't with me. She was uh, at dinner with her family waiting for me, and I did cut the show early because I wanted to join them. And uh, what the heck, why not, right? Live show. You get to hear me. Oops, sorry about that. Okay, so uh, the new year is starting. What, are you thinking about kicking an addiction? Many people start the year out kicking an addiction, okay? Using the year to say, hey, this is it. I'm going to turn over a new life. I'm going to start a new life, and I'm going to stop what I've been doing, you know? And uh, last week we were talking about the gift of sobriety. Can you give somebody a gift of sobriety? And and the answer really is no, you can't give somebody the gift of sobriety. Not at least not in the sense of you can stop them from, you know, whatever they're doing in their addiction, such as drugs or alcohol or food or sex or pornography. You can't do that. You can't stop it for them. But when I went down to uh, join my family for dinner, my daughter-in-laws, or stepdaughters, whatever you want to call them, um, asked me a very intelligent question, and they said, well, you can't give somebody a gift of an addiction, but what you can do is that you say, hey, I am clean and sober, and the best I could do is live a clean and sober life so you can see it. I'm not the same person I was before. And that was exactly what we were talking about last week, exactly what I brought up. You know, you can give somebody a gift of sobriety, but but that gift is not necessarily that they're clean and sober, is that you're clean and sober and that you are no longer caught up in your addiction. And that's a good thing. And that's a good gift to give. Over the years, I have given away coins. For each year that I quit drinking or, you know, that that I put behind me ever, you know. And, uh, yeah, and that I put behind me. And it was wonderful. It it really was. It was a, a good feeling that I had. I, I didn't, you know, I felt like the little drummer boy. You know what the little drummer boy? Okay. Drummer boy was uh, the little boy who said, I have no gifts to give. I have no gifts to bring. All he could do was play the drum. And yet his gift of playing the drum was probably the most well-received of all the gifts given to the baby Jesus because it was from the heart. 
It wasn't gold or frankincense or myrrh, nothing that could be purchased. It was a gift of himself, his skills, his talents, what he knew what to do from his heart. And that's something that you can give to somebody. You could say, hey, you know, I've been clean, I've been sober, and, you know, I just want to let you know I've I've turned a leaf, I've done different things, and, and hopefully I'm a better man or a better woman for having done it. And, you know, yeah, that's stuff that you should be able to take and, and thank and give and, and share because that is something that you have done and put together yourself. Yeah. Now, it's one thing to be clean and sober. It's another thing, see, and that we call that sober, being sober. But the quality of life that we live sober, that is called sobriety, okay? Being clean and sober is not drinking or drugging. But the quality of life that we live sober, that is called sobriety. Now, we are at the office, and we are with a computer, and we are calling into our studio, and I want to remind you that this is a live show, so you can call in if you'd like to. Area code 323-580-5755 if you would like to join me here on the road to recovery. I am now, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Steve-o. Thank you, Steve. Steve, got the page ready, got us all set up here. Happy New Year, Steve. Merry Christmas. I didn't call Steve. I didn't call Lambert. I didn't call a whole slew of my friends this last week, part because, uh, you know, hey, I'm a family member now with my wife, and she's pretty much kept me busy. We not only had Christmas, and we were out at the Four Seasons, then we were back home, and then we were in Skokie, and then we were down to Chicago on the north side, and then back out to our place. You know, things I guess families do on a regular basis that I probably excluded myself from most of my drinking life, Okay. Um, absolutely. And so today, these days, I'm able to, you know, join in and be part of the festivities. And I really, I really certainly enjoyed what what the activities were and, and what we did. We went to the museum, we saw that, and it was a great time. We had, I had a lot of fun. And I was in good spirits this time, even though I wasn't feeling totally up to date, I was feeling good. Even my wife was a little surprised that uh, I didn't uh, have any meltdowns or anything like that, you know? You know, a difference a day makes, right? Well, not necessarily. But I'll tell you what, so I'm working constantly on the quality of my life, okay? Okay? to improve it, to be a better man, to be a better father, to be a better husband. You know, and I'm a husband. Gosh, we just celebrated seven and a half months. We're going at eight months. Isn't that amazing how that goes? And I'm really enjoying the experience. It is quite unlike any of my former marriages were before, probably because my wife is not anything like my former wife's. You know, they were good in their own way, but, you know, my wife now, she's a very special, very special lady. I'm grateful and very fortunate to have her in my life. So 
if you have a loved one that you care about that has, you know, stick by you and, and, and loved you and accepted you for who you are, that's an incredible treat. That is, to me, somewhat of a luxury to have somebody like that in my life, somebody that accepted me and loved me for who I am without running around saying, change, you can't be that way, you can't be that way. Um, yeah. And if I do want to change, it's my choice. And that's what I do. I I try to be a better man. Try to be a better man. So going back to our – oops, I lost this. Ah, get back. I have to find this here. Hold on one second, boys and girls. Boys and girls. I clicked off the site. Get back on the site. Let's see. There we go. We're back. Okay, we're back, and we're still on the air live. Again, area code 323-580-5755. Call me tonight if you have a question, a comment, anything relating to the new year. What? Did, how was your last year? How was your 2019? We're going into the year 2020. Isn't that amazing? And, yeah, there's so many references made to when we were younger and we talked about 2020 and how – what life would be like, and the fact that we're still alive is important. We've lost friends. I've lost some friends. My uh, friend Pat, from uh, she used to work here with me, she passed away this week uh, from a heart problem that she developed, and it it kind of came on suddenly, but <coughs> <coughs> what her friend said, which was very special, was that she died feeling very loved. That this was the happiest she's been in her life, and I'm so happy for her, because I know for years and years and years, Pat was looking for uh, a way to, uh, I don't know, feel good about herself and her life. And and uh, she had three kids, and she loved them, but she just wanted something special more for herself and uh, she finally embarked on on a journey to to find it um she was one person when she was you know we i often talk about that we don't have necessarily a drinking problem as much as we have a thinking problem okay yeah you'll hear me say that quite a bit okay because in my mind it's true I didn't have a thinking problem. I had, I mean, a drinking problem. I had a thinking problem. So when I quit my drinking, then I had to deal with my thinking because my thinking was pretty screwed up. That's correct, pretty screwed up. But long story short, I keep working at it, and my life keeps getting better and better and better. You know, this weekend, one of the guys that works or worked for me, I don't even know if he works for me anymore, but we were supposed to get together. We've had some issues and things that I really counted on him to do and accomplish for me and paid him good money to do it based on what he told me and my continuance of his employ. And this weekend, he literally failed to keep any of his commitments to me he hasn't done what he said he was going to do. And instead of me getting all nutty like I would have in the past, I accepted it. I I don't like it, 
but I accepted it. Big difference today than I was before. I would have been a crazy man, and I would have making threats and, and, you know, this, that, and everything. But, you know, it's amazing how, you know, you can say that I'm older now and wiser now and this, that, or anything. But the truth is, I, um, yeah, the truth really is that, let's see here, hold on one second, is that I just know a different way of, of living and life and I don't get caught up into that stuff as I did before, okay? And that's a good thing. That is so unlike me in the past, right? And today, that is so like me now, okay? And so you got to say, kind of like that, kind of like that a lot. Okay, here we are. This and this. <sighs> okay, let's see. Advanced. So, yes, boys and girls, moms and dads, we're going to talk more about this. Okay, you sent a pic. You sent a picture of their dogs. I did not get What do you mean you didn't get one? Your dogs, not theirs. Not theirs. We're having a communication problem. I don't know. Who are we talking is? I'm having difficulties, people. <laughs> now, the forms were emailed to you. Okay. No forms were attached. Okay, let me try this again. Okay, great. This is one of those moments in life that I've got to go and do some work because I am working still. How about that? And that we were supposed to get. Let's see. Continue. Continue. Let's print that up. Print. You know, when you count on people to do what they tell you they're going to do, and they don't do it, what a disappointment, right? Yes, quite a disappointment. Quite a disappointment. <laughs> oh, excuse me. No, we're still... <laughs> I'm still caught up with this, whatever I am. Sneezing, sniffling. Okay. Well, let's see. Here we are at the uh, reaching the end of 2019. <sighs> let's see. Did you get them? Okay. I will resend them. I will resend them. Sending forms. Sending forms to my peoples. Got to get people's forms. Let's see, this, that, and everything. They don't have what they're supposed to. We want to go to, let's see, one, you know, to, it's just so sad when you think you're doing something. It's a, it's a release. 
Let's preview. Let's print. Let's print this one. Print. Let's close that up. Let's send to DocuSign. No, DotLoop. No, that won't help. And we sent it already emailed, but we will send it separately now. Okay? So, yes, this is what happens when you do a show and you are at work and you have clients and you know, you got to put priorities. So uh, let's see. What can we do here? Well, let's listen to Mia Keen again. Did I jump her off? Probably did. Probably got her off the got her off the air. Darn it. Let's see. Mia, are you there? Come in, Mia. All right. We're going to do you again because I need some time to do this. Okay? There you go. Listen to Mia Keen again. You are not alone because I don't want to leave you alone. I'll be right back with more of the Road to Recovery.
Thank you very much for helping me out there. She's a trooper, isn't she, that Mia Keen? Okay, you're back to the road to recovery. It's me, Dan. I'm live. I was taking care of my fish tank. My fish tank wasn't working. My filter wasn't working. You know, and you're sitting here. I'm sitting here looking at my fish going, hmm. It's right in front of my aquarium. It's right in, my, in front of my desk here, the aquarium. And I'm looking at them going, you know, fish tank looks good, but it's just something's not right. You know, when you know something's wrong, you know something's wrong. And I'm sitting here looking at it going, what is wrong? And then I realized the filter's not working. And the filter also oxygenates the water. So I noticed the fish were kind of stagnating. But now everybody's dancing around because the filter is once again flowing properly. And the fish are getting the nutrient-rich air in the water, so they're going to live, and I think they're happy about that, hip, hip, hooray, me too. Okay, that is another thing about being sober, is that, you know, you're able to take responsibilities better and, and meet your obligations and be aware of the world around you instead of your own little focus. <coughs> me. That's okay. I'm almost better. Still uh, on the border, but that's okay. On the border, but feeling much, much better. A lot of things going on this year. You know what? Got married. I moved. Well, I moved last year, but, you know, getting more permanent in my residence. Um, Office changes, people changes. But you know what? No matter what, I have not had the urge to drink at all, not at all, not through the holidays, not with my family, not the urge, not the interest, Uh, and i got to tell you something, that's pretty darn good, I'm grateful for that, that I don't have a desire to drink anymore, okay, or any less for that matter, desire to drink anymore or any less, right? There's always a better way to do something, isn't there? You know, it's that simple. Wow. 
I'm telling you, sometimes we need to think of beyond, outside the box. What a world we live in today. i got to tell you something. Today we live in a world that outside-the-box thinking is really, really, really happening. Wow, what was that? That was pretty darned amazing what we were doing, seeing there. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, people helping out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Treating each other. Okay. Continuous sobriety, which I'm very pleased with, very happy with, 
grateful with, it has not been without a cost, and the cost was, oh my gosh, so worth to pay. Because here I am 24 years later, never realizing that 24 years ago that I even would be alive this long. If you would have told me that I would have been married, never believed you, didn't even want to be married at that third time. It was my end of my, end of my third time. You know, I had two DUIs up at that point. You know, it was like the cards were stacked against me, and I didn't think I was going to stay in the game, if you want to know really the truth. Now, I often say this, and I say this because it's true, but I will always be grateful for my son, Dan, because without him being in my life, I may have given up my life but I didn't feel it would be right for me to take my life and commit suicide and leave him to explain why his loser father killed himself, okay? Because I didn't have courage to stay hang in there. And i got to tell you something. When courage is lacking, and it does lack, you know, when you're drinking. When I was drinking, man, I, I wasn't uh, faring very well. No, I wasn't. But i got to tell you something. I'm glad that I hung in there. I'm glad that I didn't quit. I didn't give up. That I kept going forward, going strong. And it meant everything to me. You know, my son, now he's traveling across the country. He actually, for the first time in many holidays, called and wished me a happy or Merry Christmas. Something that, you know, he hasn't done in a long time. He's responded when I told him. But for him to call and initiate the call, that was really special for me. My daughters, I love Jessica, you're the best, okay? Not that Natalie's not, but Natalie, you know, I I understand. We just don't have that same connection, but you are still my daughter, and I love you dearly. And I love your kids and your husband and and, uh, Justin, uh, Jesse's husband, Justin, and, and her son, Zachary, and Serafina, and little George. You know, it's easy to say, well, I haven't, I didn't learn. I didn't know how to be a father. You know, and it is. It's true. But I could be that person now. I could be better. And I'm working at it. I'm working at being better at a lot of things. But let's let's read the thoughts of the day because that's really what I wanted to do. Let's read the thoughts of the day. Today's the 29th of December. And it's a beautiful thing, this book. It's one day at a time. Reading, written by Hazelton Meditations. And this is a book used in Alcoholics Anonymous. This, pro is not, this program is not supported by Alcoholics Anonymous. But you know what? It had everything to do with my recovery, Alcoholics Anonymous, big part of it. I did some Celebrate Recovery, not much, but some. I did some other programs. I even did some, some hypnotherapy. You've got to get whatever you've got to get. To get and stay sober. And i got to tell you something. What a journey I've had. It's an incredible journey. Not incredible, but enough incredible in a lot of ways. Okay. So December 29th, the AA Thoughts for the Day. Participating in the privileges of the movement, I shall share in the responsibilities. Taking it upon myself to carry my fair share of the load, not grudgingly, but joyfully. I am deeply grateful for the privileges I enjoy because of my membership in this great movement. They put an obligation 
upon me, which I will not shirk. I will gladly carry my fair share of the burdens. Because of the joy of doing them, they will no longer be burdens, but opportunities. Well, I accept every opportunity gladly. Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I accept every opportunity gladly. You know, that's one thing in this program, and my sponsor, Bobby Kay, the original sponsor, taught me was that anywhere, anytime somebody asked me to help, I should always say yes as part of my payback for being sober. Anything I could do to help somebody out, if somebody said, hey, Dan, would you give a lead? I'd say, sure. When? I mean, I had to make sure that my time was available and and, and it it could work, but I would make every attempt to be at that time when they needed me most. And that's what this program did. It taught me things that I never would have imagined, to be candid with you. You know, I didn't know that I could be all that I have become. I didn't think there was that much of me left, but I found a whole new me and a better me, and that's a good thing. The meditation for the day in this book, work and prayer are the two laws, two forces that are gradually making a better world. We must work for the betterment of ourselves and other people. Faith without works is dead. But all work with people should be based on prayer. If we say a little prayer before we speak or try to help, it will make us more effective. Prayer is the force behind the work. Prayer is based on faith that God is working with us and through us. We can believe that nothing is impossible in human relationships. Nothing is impossible if we depend on the help of God. Prayer for the day. I pray that my life may be balanced between prayer and work. I pray that I may not work without prayer or pray without work. Good reading. Good reading. You know, I got to tell you, in 24 years, I think I've read that book seven times, which, shame on me, I probably should have read it 24 times. (laughs) But, in all fairness, that is how my life has evolved. Working the program actively and, and focused sometimes, sometimes a different direction, a different road to follow, but nonetheless a road that's been sober. And and that has worked out very well for me. And I'm grateful for that opportunity that it worked out well and it continues to work well for me. So, let's see here. If I have any more emails, let's see. Get her. Nope. Let's get to where I need to get to. Let's see. What am I looking for? I am looking for email addresses. Okay. Got it. This shall work. So, let's go here. We have to send an email to a client. Okay? Let's all do that together. Stacy, there we go, and we are sending her, insert, we are sending her, oh, we should just go in and get the attached file, yes, I want to, no, I don't want to change, save my changes, oh, we don't need to see that again, thank you very much, Mia, we heard you twice, and that was certainly fine, and 
Not that I couldn't enjoy hearing you a second or a third or a fourth time, but not necessary. So let's get up here. And I there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Open says me. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm going to forward that to my client, Stacy, Stacy, and Jason. Stacy and Jason. Okay, forward. Forward my Stacy, S T A S Y. This is a lease application. Application. Complete, oops, complete and return, please. Thank you. Okay. Dan, Dan, Dan. Okay. Sent it off. It is off and running. Okay, we're off and running. And that's a good thing. Okay, yes, we are celebrating, oh, so many things, yeah, so many, 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 many things, okay, so let's see, what do we have here, who is now, yep, there is, I'm liking it, okay, we like that, and let's see about this. And oh, we can't do that. We can't see that. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it, anyhow. We can't do that. So we are just ready to do this. Okay. So we'll jump off of there because we don't need to be there. Okay, but we're here, and that's a good place to be. And that has been sent. Okay. So if you followed any of that, good for you, because I had a hard time even sharing it. Okay. Okay. Resent. I just resent the form. Okay. Very good. We're good. Now we can get focused on the show some more. Okay. So starting the new year, kicking an addiction. What should you anticipate? Well, the desire to drink or to drug, believe it or not, the physical physical addiction should go away within 30 days. Did you know that? The physical addiction to drugs. So you see people, you know, sometimes when they're fighting, remember, the heroin addictions, and the way they portrayed them on, on TV, you know, somebody had to sit with you and, and overcome the bends and everything. And they said, oh, in a couple of days you're good and you get by. Well, you know, it's not just a couple of days. It's a month. That's why rehab is 30 days. Because physical rehab, you are physically break the physical addiction within 30 days. Okay? You might need all of that 30 days to break the physical addiction, but you will break it physically. It's the mental obsession. That is what the challenge is, is to overcome the mental obsession, okay, that we have to do. Let's see. So let's go and let's see if we can talk about that. We'll go into Google. 
We're going to Google, okay, the mental obsession alcohol. Let's see. Go find it. Let's find it. Recognizing alcoholism as a disease. Let's see that. Okay, this is under very well mind. They show a guy with a glass of booze, appears to be booze, and a cigarette in his hand. Now, when I quit drinking, I was smoking about two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. Today, I smoke nothing. I don't smoke cigarettes any longer. I quit that a year and a half after I quit drinking. I gave myself a year and a half to wean myself off of cigarettes. And for the most part, it was a cold turkey thing. That's correct. One day at a time. I just said, if I could do it one day, that's all I need to do. And that's the beautiful part of this program. Okay. One of the difficulties in recognizing alcoholism as a disease is it just plain doesn't seem like one. It doesn't look, sound, smell, and it certainly doesn't act like a disease. To make matters worse, generally, it denies it exists and resists treatment. Gotta admit, that was me. I did not believe that I had a problem with alcohol. I did not want to accept, acknowledge, recognize that I had a problem with alcohol. Because... Why? Well, because if I acknowledge that a problem with alcohol, then I would have to stop drinking. And I was so afraid that um, – yes, to your email, Stacy's email. Yes. Um, yeah. I was – I would have to quit drinking alcohol and – Up until that point, for years and years and years and years, that's how I developed my social life, my life from work, outside of work. And the thought that I would not have alcohol in my life anymore was very, very scary. It was very difficult. Alcoholism has been recognized for many years by professional medical organizations as a primary, chronic, progressive, sometimes fatal disease, which, again, I didn't even want to admit it back then. The National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence offers a detailed and complete definition of alcoholism, but it probably, the most simple way to describe it is a mental obsession that causes a physical compulsion to drink. The mental obsession. <coughs> mental obsession, question mark. Did you ever wake up in the morning with a song playing over and over in your head? It may have been a commercial jingle you've heard on TV or a song on the radio, but it kept playing and playing and playing. Remember what that was like. No matter what you did, the silly tune kept on playing. You could try to whistle or sing another song or turn on the radio and listen to another tune. But the one in your head just kept on playing. Think about it. There was just something going on in your mind that you didn't put it there. And no matter how hard you try, you couldn't get it out. A mental obsession can be defined as a thought process over which 
you have no control. Such is the nature of the disease of alcoholism. When the drinking song plays, starts playing in the mind of an alcoholic, he or she is powerless. He didn't put the song in there, and the only way to get it to stop is to take another drink. The problem is the alcoholic's mental obsession with alcohol is much more subtle than a song playing in their mind. In fact, he or she may not even know it's there. All they know is they suddenly have an urge to take a drink, a physical compulsion to drink. Okay? In 2016, the neurobiology of alcoholism, 2016, the U.S. Surgeon General issued a report facing addiction in America. The Surgeon General report on alcohol, drugs, and health, in which the details of the changes that play, take place in the regions of the, of the brain of someone who is addicted in a section entitled The Neurobiology of Substance Use, Misuse, and Addiction. According to the report, substance use disorders results from changes in the brain that occur with repeated use of alcohol or drugs. These changes take place and brain circuits that are involved in pleasure, learning, stress, decision-making, and self-control. Related signs of severe drinking problems and alcohol use disorder. Let's see. We'll jump over there for a second. Physical signs and symptoms of alcoholism. There are many signs and symptoms related to drinking problems. Alcoholism is a general term rather than a clinical term, which is alcohol use disorder. It is considered a progressive disease, meaning that the effects of drinking alcohol become increasingly more severe over time. Those who use alcohol may begin to show early signs of a problem, then progress to showing symptoms of alcohol abuse. If drinking continues, they may later show signs of alcoholism or alcohol dependence. Taking an alcoholism screening quiz can help you determine whether you have the symptoms of an alcohol use disorder. So it's not called alcoholism in the in the treatment centers. It's called alcohol use disorder. Alcohol use disorder. Okay. I want to print some of this. Let's print this. That looks good. I will print it. Thank you all. Print that up. Thank you very much. Very well mined. Okay. Now, the symptoms of alcohol use disorder, okay, number one, we're going to read these out loud, okay? Now, again, area code 323-580-5755, if you'd care to join me, maybe you want to answer these questions right along with me. Maybe you're not sure if you're an alcoholic, or maybe you're not. Maybe you want to take this quiz with me, okay? Call in. Let's see. Join me. Join me. Okay. So let's get there. Let's get. Okay. Symptoms of alcohol. Let me see if I can print this page. Why can't I print this page? I like this page. I'm going to print it anyway. No, no. It's giving me the wrong page. It's not the page I want. I want this page, what I'm seeing. Select all. Okay. Well. Like all. Oh. 
copy. Well, maybe I'll just copy it, huh? Copy it. Copy, Joe. Let's see. I'll put it here. Paste it. There we go. And I have no problems reading, no, printing it. Printing it. Let's see. Where's the printer? Printer, 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 printer. Printer. Oh, I'm just going to print. Now it won't let me do this. Let me see. Why not? Select all. Still giving me challenges. Okay, let me just send it to me then. Okay. RTR, Road to Recovery. Let's see. Okay, I just sent it to myself. And maybe I will. Okay. Yes, Sandra. Okay, very good. What is your problem? Okay, so the RTR, let me see here. Let me see if I can print this. Yes, I can. I can. Okay, good. So let's get back to it. Back to it. Back in the U.S. Okay, let's ask the symptoms of alcohol use disorder. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, Published in 2013 list, 11 symptoms of alcohol use disorder. The symptoms, number one, you often drink alcohol in large amounts or even a longer period, over a longer period than you intend. Number two, you want to cut down or control your alcohol use, but your efforts may be unsuccessful. Number three, you spend a lot of time getting alcohol, using it, and recovering from the effects of your drinking. Yeah, I don't miss any of that at all. Any of them. Number four, you have alcohol cravings. Yeah, I couldn't stand the taste of alcohol, yet amazingly, I had alcohol cravings. Number five, your use of alcohol results in failing to meet your obligations at work, school, or home. And you get really good at making excuses. Okay. Number six, you continue to use alcohol despite it leading to reoccurrent problems socially or in your relationships. Done. Did it. Yep. Okay. Never wanted to believe that it was affecting my ability to do my job, etc., keep my relationships. Boy, was I smoking mirrored up my butt. Okay. You give up. Or you reduce your participation in social, important social, occupational, or recreational activities because of your use of alcohol. You use alcohol in situations in which it is physically hazardous, such as driving, operating machinery, performing surgery. Mm. See, so it's not limited to just poor people. It's everybody capable of being... Alcohol use disorder or an alcoholic, okay? You continue to use alcohol even knowing that you have a physical or psychological problem that is caused by or made worse by alcohol. You experience alcohol tolerance either by needing more alcohol to get intoxicated or you feel diminished effects when drinking the same amount of of alcohol. And number 11, your experience withdrawal syndrome 
or you use alcohol or other substances to prevent withdrawal symptoms. Now, moderate, mild, or severe. Mild, moderate, or severe. If you have two of the three symptoms of the 11, you could be diagnosed with a mild disorder. If you have four to five symptoms, you are likely to have a moderate alcohol use disorder. If you have six or more of the symptoms, you are screwed. No, you have a severe alcohol use disorder, and it's likely that you would be considered to be an alcoholic under the common use of the term. Now, you know, what's amazing. Oh, let's see. I, hello, good evening, and who might be calling? This is I. Hello, Mr. Steve. I, I, uh, I called in. I was going to take the test with you, but uh, you didn't pick up, so I, I missed it. Well, let's do it again. Let's, we can do it again. Well, I, That's I, okay. I, I mean, I, you've already been through it now. I, I, I re, just remember the thing, because uh, I took that thing, I don't know how many times. Did you? I, I always had the same answers and the same results. I, uh, all the it? doctors kept it the doctors kept saying the same thing and I get a new doctor and they, he would say the same thing and we need the yeah. same anyway, 11 yeah, questions I remember I answered yes to, to all of them did you oh yeah okay well that was then now how long has it been Steve-O uh, let me see uh, I think I'm about two two weeks two weeks out of four and a half years four and a half years of continued. Good for you, Steve-O. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels, feels good. Yeah, doesn't it feel good? So what what was your year in reflection like? We're reflecting on the last year. Wedding, anything? Oh, I, you know, I, th- I think it was probably, uh, you know, it was on the difficult side. You know, and, and there's more difficulties coming, but uh, hey, that's 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 part of it. Well, I got to tell you something. I am like literally squeaking into the end of the year financially. Um, I'm short about ten or fifteen thousand dollars to just get through the year, and I can't believe how calm I am. I think uh, the girl that works for me, I think she's a little bit surprised at how calm I am and wondering if I lost my noodles or something because I'm not panicking about it. And, you know, that to me is such a major thing for me in my life, not to get freaked out about, you know, stuff that I'm really powerless over, you know, I just... I can't make money appear. I don't have, you know, money in my sock. Um, you know, it's, you know, it will it change some things here probably, maybe for the better. I don't know. Maybe, who knows. But, again, that to me is probably one of my biggest pleasures. If And it is a pleasure not freaking out about something like that. Do you relate? Uh, yes, I do. You know, I, I, it's a uh, it's kind of a hard uh, kind of a hard thing to come by, though. You know, to tr- to train yourself, uh, to, you know, to to be that way. 
You know, it's like trying to control your temper. You know, I, I used to have a bad temper, but you know, I, I don't have really a temper at all anymore. You know, it was just just a matter of uh, you know, I think just realizing and thinking about it a little bit and going, oh, that was stupid." You know, plus getting older. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, when people tell me, "Well, you're getting older and more mature," you know, I guess. To some degree, I have to give credit to that in it in itself, but you know, I, I definitely don't want to minimize the the benefits of working this program because I'm just handling things totally different. You know, um, things that were really important to me aren't that important to me anymore, and you know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's just. It's just uh, a different world. That's all. Different different world, different me. But it took me year four and a half years. It took me 24 years to get there, Steve. I mean, I can remember a few years back, I still was chewing the nails. And, you know, I just keep reminding myself to hang in there and, you know. And, uh, oh, hey, but, you know, four and a half years, you know, but I, I mean, I'm still a work in progress. And, I, you know, I always will be. Yeah, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm okay with that. How about you? It's actually, the way it should be. The way it should be. But you know what? You're right. It is the way we should be. You know, because it's a changing world. It's not like everything's the same. And if we change along yeah. with it, for the better. You have, you have to adapt. You know, otherwise they call well, you old. Point at you. We don't have to do anything, actually, but the fact that we do is to our advantage. The fact that we do adapt, you know what I'm saying? It's it's to our advantage that we are adapting because, you know, um, it's it's easier to adapt and be accepting and instead of fighting constantly of things that I have no control over. You know, which I, I've, you know what, when I look back on it, I was kind of like a modern day Don Quixote fighting the windmills because I was taking on battles that there's no way I'd ever make it. Do you understand? Yeah, and, and most of that stuff is insignificant in the long run anyway. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're right. Most of it is insignificant in the long run. But you know what? We didn't learn that. I didn't know that. And today I am learning it. And today I'm pretty much okay with it, you know? And that's a good thing. That's the thing that, you know, I got to continue to remind myself. That's a good thing that I'm learning to be different and to do things differently. And, you know, um, I don't know. What was I thinking back when I was a kid growing up? being taught all these other goofy things and goofy ways. God, it's amazing. It's amazing anybody lives and survives from hearing and learning stuff like that, you know? Don't you agree? Yeah, but, but, but that's just the way it's, uh, it's designed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's probably, yeah, it probably weeds out a lot of weak. <laughs> a lot of what? <laughs> a lot of the weak. Well, yeah, probably, probably. You know, it's still today. I got to tell you, I still get myself 
worked up about things in my head. And, you know, it's doing this job, okay? If somebody doesn't return a phone call in what I feel is an appropriate time, I just let my mind just goes crazy thinking all kinds of goofy, stupid, dumb things, you know? And I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. I'm just glad. Sometimes I just know to keep my big mouth shut, right? Well, I... uh, That's a good thing. I've always tried to live by that, you know, Unfortunately, well, I slip more with it now. Uh, now that I'm now that I'm old, I I, I slip more now uh, than I used to. But now I, I guess now I got an excuse. So. <laughs> what? Did you're older? <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. You don't well, tell me what to like, do. I've earned it. I've been around a long time. Yeah. You know I forget that people have lives. You know. I mean, I was texting this person and calling this person. And they weren't responding to me, and it was like getting me ticked off. I'm going, well, if they were just talking to me a minute earlier, and then for five hours they say nothing, you know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden I'm ready to write, you know, what is your problem? Why can't you do this? And I'm slow to write it, thank God. And then all of a sudden they respond without, oh, hey, sorry about that. I've got the answers you wanted. I'm like, oh. Well, why couldn't you do it sooner? Then I wouldn't have got all worked up. But, Steve, nobody thinks about my feelings. They just think about their own personal feelings, right? You bet. Shame up. Shame on them. They should think about my feelings and how I want it. Everything to be. So, oh, well, just kidding. Just kidding. So, all right, so you're starting the new year out. Do you have any plans for the new year steve i don't have anything concrete no uh i i know there's a you know i'm planning on doing some things uh, but nothing really concrete well you know well, indeed. you know okay first of all let's all revel in the fact that we managed to stay sober another year hip hip hooray we didn't go yeah. back and drink. That's always a good thing. And, you know, for me, hell, I got married this year. Holy cow, that was a big step. And you were part of it. Thank you very much. And Lambert, thank him very much. And uh, Marv, thank you for sharing that special day. And, you know, it's just an interesting year of really different things happening that I was very happy and enjoyed I, about it. Well, we're... We're still waiting for your feet to get back on the ground. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm, uh, I'm trying to get back to going walking. I was walking two miles a day, and then I got this thing in my lungs, and I stopped. So I haven't done it for two weeks now. But I'm ready to get started again because I'm putting on some weight here after all this good food over the holidays. Holy cow. <laughs> I know. I've, I've, I've fallen off my eating plan uh, drastically over the last couple of months. Did you? Oh, God. 
I went, I went shopping today. I bought a, uh, um, I bought a strawberry rhubarb pie. A strawberry and rhubarb I've pie. I've eaten half the pie now. And half of it's gone, you said? Yeah, I've eaten half of the pie so far. Well, you know, it's a veg. I mean, it's a fruit, right? So isn't that a good thing? Well, it's fruit and vegetable, yeah. Got some dairy products in there. I know I, I had don't know a. Uh, you don't. You don't know what. I don't know what all it's made with. It's it's very tasty though. Well, I'm gonna have to go through, go through my freezer and see if I can't find some Cool Whip. Well, uh, I was told that we have some leftover ham, some leftover lasagna. I've actually, I, I, I reasonably, I'm not going to say exactly, but I reasonably navigated away from a lot of the sweets and pastries that were present. Although somebody made available some, what is it called, peanut brittle? Peanut brittle? Yeah. That I like got that. in trouble for last year for snarfing up a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. This year, I, uh, I I didn't do what I wasn't supposed to do, but when I had the opportunity and it was the green light, I was on cue ready, baby, and I definitely enjoyed some. And then what was even amazing, there was after the event, because uh, my wife does this uh, soup night, this is for her uh, dis- her uh, her deceased husband's family. They come over every, um, I guess, the 27th of December, a couple days after Christmas, and everybody gets together. And so there was like 30, 40 people in the home with little kids running everywhere. I was I was worried that they were going to break my aquariums downstairs, but they were reasonably mannered. The one youngest kid, he's like five years old. I was explaining to him how important it was that he, you know, not throw things. And the kid hauls up and slaps me across the face and starts laughing. Oh, my God. Guess what? I take t- I took him by his cheeks, okay, and squeezed him real hard and pulled his face right to mine and said, if you ever attempt to even hit me again, I will hit you back, and you will cry. Do you understand? And he goes, yeah. I go, no, do you really understand? Because you will cry if you do that again. And he didn't do it again, and he was very behaved after that. And I told his parents what I did, and they were, they said, good for me. And I was like, ha-ha. And what was even cooler was when all the kids left, not all the kids left, and the ones that were remained behind, I got them to actually clean up their toys. Oh, my God. Where last year, we spent like two hours putting the, the basement back together. So it was a successful soup night. And when it was all over, yeah. But what was even better was when it was all over, there was still some peanut brittle that nobody snarfed up that I got to I got to eat. 
love it. I love peanut Didn't butter. Get and in trouble, huh? No, I was welcomed. She said, my wife said, no, it's still there. You're welcome now because the guests are gone. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot left, but what I what there was, I chunked it down. Yes, we were able to put – oh, and, and what – Here's another highlight of the evening was one of the friends that came, he was the uh, the best friend of her deceased husband. And so he's been invited along every time with this event because they grew up together. Nice guy, real nice guy. We enjoyed, you know, I sat at the table, talked and everything. Well, they're leaving, and I'm sitting in the room with, I don't know who was, the, the kids, her daughters and son-in-law. We're sitting talking when I hear somebody scream, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I heard it one time, and, you know, you you think it's nothing. But when you hear it a second time and then you hear a big boom like that, well, I jumped up and ran out, and here's this guy passed out, fell down, okay, right in the entryway of, of our hall. And, like, I have no idea what to do. You know, I'm hoping that there's somebody there with a little bit more knowledge of this than I do. The guy was cold and clammy and sweaty, and fortunately, he still is alert. Not alert, but, you know, still with us. And I told him, you know, lay down, and then they put a pillow under his legs and put one under his head, and then they called 911, and they said, no pillows, lay him him flat. So we laid him flat. And then I just kept saying, take deep breaths, because I remember that, you know, when you, you stress out, your muscles tighten up and, and you restrict your airflow. And so I kept telling him to take deep breaths, and I and I just kept sitting there calling him. And he did, thank God, he did. And by the time the police and the ambulance came, you know, he was he was okay. They did take him away, but they thought he would be okay without being taken away, but... It was like really spooky weird. And I was I just kept saying to myself, Thank God I was sober. Thank God I wasn't you know, even Martha, she was a little concerned because she had a drink, but she goes, I didn't really drink it because I kept putting it down and losing it and she, so she drove the lady's car to the hospital following the ambulance and then I came later and picked her up. So I'll tell you what, sure paid to be sober this Christmas, right? You see, that uh, that's what keeps happening with my wife. Well, that she passes out, falls down? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's scary as hell, man. Well, I know. That's why we can't really go anywhere or do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Does she pass out completely, or she just falls down, or what? Oh, yeah. oh sometimes she's uh, like almost like comatose. I, I've got a, I got a pen here that that uh, costs about two hundred dollars for a shot, you know, to to keep her from going into, or to keep her from dying, I guess, if it gets too bad. Well, yeah. What is that anaphylactic shock or something like that? You. Well, no, I think that's a poison. This is, this is just, uh, I think, just blood sugar dropping off dangerously low. Oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah, because they couldn't. Usually, usually um, it, it comes on really fast. 
but I, I can kind of sense when it when it's starting to happen, and she can too. And it's you know, sometimes you know I, I'll be able to get her to sit down, and other times she just like boom out, you know. And and of course she then gets hurt when she falls. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's, it's bad, you know. It's... What? Yeah, well, I know. I mean it was pretty scary. This guy. When the when the ambulance people went outside, they were gonna, you know, they said, well, you know, if he doesn't want to go, and so they went outside for a second, and his wife, like, was talking to him, and he was not responding. It was kind of spooky, and then they called him back in, and said, hey, there's something wrong with this guy. You better take him, you know. So they they ended up taking him to the hospital, and they said that he was okay. You know, they they said he was really cute. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. but it was it was spooky. You know, what do you do? I mean, that's a that really you probably know helpless. That's kind of a helpless thing, right? Well, the the thing that that, that I have additionally is you know I mean I've been through it so many times, and you know I've I've had the the medical people get mad because I haven't called an ambulance and had her go in, you know? Uh-huh. But had I done that, you know, I would have about $5,000 worth of ambulance bills by now, you know? And oh, I kinda, yeah. You know, I, I kind of know that she's, you know, that she's going to come back around again. Well, you know, so, that so, reminds so me of that, my kid. It, re- it reminded me of my son when he was a baby he would get um, croup. Are you familiar with croup? Yeah. Yeah, he would get croup and get these fevers, and I would have to put him in a bathtub. The first time I freaked out and ran him to the hospital, you know, and after that, then, you know, you you put him in a cold bathtub, you know, and, and you know, but it's spooky. You know, you, you don't know if you're getting it and you're doing the right thing, and, and it's a helpless feeling at times, huh? Yep. Well, but see, that's just like one it. of the... What? I don't like it. Well, I'll tell you what, I like it a lot better than, than waking up and finding that I could have done something about it, but I didn't because I was drunk. You know? Well, you know, argument there. That would be that would be tough. That would be really tough. Yeah, just uh, you know, something would happen, and your only excuse is, "Well, I didn't really even care." I guess. Well, you know, like this one. Remember, I told you that car accident I had on the fourth of, or not car accident I had, but that I came across around the fourth of July. Was it this year? Last year? I can't remember where that guy was on the ground. And, you know, I can't help but to review it over, over, over again in my head. What could I have done differently? And there were several things that I would have done differently. And so I tell myself, maybe this is a prep for something bigger in the future that I don't know will be happening. You know, that maybe it's, a you know, again, these bad experiences will lead to something good coming in the future does that make sense well yeah I mean, if, if, 
if you're going to assign a reason to it, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, well, again, um, you know, it's just a, that's, that's what I tell myself, you know, that I'm, I'm preparing for something more intense. Would I do things differently again with this guy? Probably. Um, I was surprised when the police showed up how disengaged they were. Even the the paramedic guy wasn't that. He was very calm. And I can't say that, well, you know, they, you know I, what? They, they are used to that, you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess, you know, there's an expectation in my mind of what maybe they should, how they should act, you know. Yeah, perhaps, but I, I suppose if you know, if they come on the scene and you, your head is still attached to your body, I don't think they get too upset. <laughs> I have to admit, I was driving down Roosevelt Road today, going through Lombard, and uh, I saw an ambulance and police officers pulled over on the side my commercial building, and as I looked, there was about six or eight emergency people there and one guy who was laying on the ground kind of on his side. So I don't know if uh, they figured he was okay or what, you know. They just, here's this guy laying there kind of face down and those guys kind of staring around. So I, I couldn't tell who was doing what. If he was okay, but I learned not to judge anymore because you don't know, right? Well, you can only assume that the, you know that they're the professionals and get out of the way and let them do what they're trained for. I know I've, I've seen a lot of uh, like family members and stuff, you know, that, that just want to get right in the middle of everything, you know, when, when emergencies arise and it's just nothing but trouble. Yeah. Well, again, I'm just grateful that today I'm still sober. And to me, that means all the world to me because I don't have to sit around and make excuses anymore of why, you know, if I would have gone through these same two things, experiences, but with alcohol in me, you know, I'm thinking about them enough the way I am now that, I'd probably drive myself even crazier thinking that I should have done more, but I didn't because I was drunk. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, again, that's the difference between me today and the people, you know, things of the of the past. I'm just glad I'm, I'm in the present right now. And I'm looking forward to the, to the future because – more and more people our age are falling down. <laughs> Grab my friend. That, uh, he says as he gasps for air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This will be my last broadcast here. No. Well, hey, if it is, it is. You know, I mean, I'm actually okay with that. I mean, at least in my mind, I am. <coughs> this moment. <coughs> Excuse me, though. 
Um, yeah. Um, at least I'm okay with it. You know, and if it is my time, it, it is my time. But like my friend, I was saying earlier in the show that my friend Pat passed away. She she died. She developed some heart problems about a month or so ago, they said. Uh, I don't know why. I, I've known her. I knew her for a while. She worked for me for about 10, 15 years. And I don't know that she had heart problems, but she had some open heart surgery about two or three weeks ago, and and it didn't. Uh, it, it, the surgery went well, but uh, then she had some, you know, reaction, and I guess she passed away on Christmas Eve day, uh, like two in the morning. And uh, friends called me, mutual friends called me to alert me to what happened, and you know, it's sad because she was a very, very giving, very loving person, and. But they did say that she had found happiness with some guy up in Wisconsin. She married him, and she was doing well. And her kids and her were were still communicating, and that's always a good thing. So, you know, gotta like that. You know, if I if I go, I go. You know, I don't know. I don't know that I'm gonna care much when I'm dead. You know, I'm just gotta make sure I can take take care of what I'm doing here and now, right here and right now. You know, I couldn't imagine passing away right now, though, and leaving my new wife with this big mess of mine. She would, I don't know, she'd handle it well, but I don't know what she would say. She'd probably call the call 1-800-GOT-JUNK and just say, knock yourselves out, help yourself, right? Mr. Mayor, tear, tear this building down. Well, we're facing some decisions to be made in the future. Um, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking the possibility of maybe, uh, you know, selling the company or or closing the company down and just going to work for somebody else. You know. Take the easy way out. Well, you know what? I've been doing this over and over and over for many years, and I am not financially any better off, really, than I was before. And I'm getting older, and it's getting very old to do the same thing over and over again and get the same results. And, you know, I could hope. And I know things have gotten better, and I've gotten better, but, you know, I I don't know. I'd like to be, you know, like waiting for this guy that was supposed to show up. My guy was supposed to come in Saturday so we could talk about what he's doing. And, you know, I've had him on the payroll now for several months, and I thought that made his life better. But now I'm hearing that he's not happy and he wants different. And so we were going to talk Saturday. He didn't even give me the courtesy of a, a phone call or a text. Not showed up. I stuck around for an extra hour. Nothing. You know, and uh, I don't know. It, you know, I, why am I worried about giving this guy employment if he can't even do something simple as, you know, show up and keep his word to me, you know? And he's been supposedly fixing a project, doing a project for me for three months that he should have done three months ago. Now, whether he willfully miscued it or he, he was distracted from getting it done or didn't go with the same enthusiasm. I don't know. But the the, the fact is that he didn't get it done. And and I've got to get it done. So whether it gets done with him or somebody else. But again, I'm not getting excited about it because 
it's not worth getting excited about anymore. You know? And that's what I got to keep reminding myself, that I don't need to get excited about things that I'm powerless over. And I like that. I like, you know, not getting excited about it. So will it mean a change in my lifestyle? It will. I'm not going to tell you that either. It will. It will mean a change in my lifestyle. But it's not the end of the world. I'm still above ground, and I'm okay, and I'm happy, and, you know, it could be different and better, but it's not really that bad. There's not really anything wrong with a change. No, uh-uh, you know, but if I get away, get, get you know, drop one more person from my, you know, need to be responsible for, I mean, I'm, I thought I'm paying this guy a pretty decent salary or income, 40 grand a year, I, you know, I think that's pretty substantive. Now, if he can yeah. find something better or, you know, gives him the flexibility I gave him, then I guess I can't hold on to him, but I would just think that, it's uh, a courtesy and a respect to, to uh, just, What's, you know, let me know of the do? program. What? What does he do for you? He uh, does, you know, property repairs. Does, you know, he's putting, <laughs> excuse me, he's putting uh, <laughs> one of my units back together. <laughs> one of my... Uh, He's rebuilding an apartment. Ah. Uh. He's done two of them already, and he was going to finish up the other one. And, uh, you know, and then I got another guy that who's behind on his rent for 10 months that I just found out about. My girl, I thought he was three or four months behind, and I thought he'd been keeping up. And uh, the girl that's supposed to keep me informed just kind of let me know that, He's like $15,000 behind, you know, and I was telling you I need money. Now you understand why I need money? Because the only one paying their bills is me. So, oh, well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know that whole bit, uh, you know, I got the money, but it, it's out there. I just don't have it in my pocket, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've lost a lot of money to people that I shouldn't have. And the guy that owes me this money, I want to believe he's a good credit risk, but, you know, who knows? I mean, people are people. People do things that you didn't expect. So I'm interested to see what his plan is to get it straightened out. We're going to have to have breakfast to uh, figure out what he's going to do to to make good. And uh, if he would have worked for, you know, went to went to uh, rent from anybody else, he probably would have been thrown out sooner. I didn't. I gave him a chance to get on his feet. So I, I think just, you know, rightfully that they should, uh, um, you know. Well, if he hasn't made any kind of attempt or anything. You know? No, he's been making some attempts. That's the, That's why... She claims that she didn't realize how far he was behind because she's been making some attempts. I don't know. Ten months is pretty much ten months, you know. Yeah. So, whatever. Well, well, you know, it's not the end of the world. We'll figure out what's going on. No, I'm not. And uh, you know, I still I like the guy. You know, um, a little disappointed about it, but 
you know, it doesn't mean I don't like them. So, uh, again, it's that issue. If money's a problem, you really don't have a problem because anything that can be satisfied and settled with money, you know, I owe, I owe the um, hospital or the doctors $18,000 for past treatments they've done for me. And, you know, I mean, I'll get to it. I got some money coming in in the beginning of the year, but, you know, I don't have insurance to, you know, I can't get insurance um, that I can afford at least, not at this time, so, because I'm too busy paying everybody's bills, not mine, but everybody else's, so, oh, well. All right, well, hey, so let's uh, let's talk New Year's. What uh, what are you got any any goals that you want to set, Steve? By the way, no. Traditionally, I kind of have avoided that. Okay. Well, no. I just uh, thought maybe you know as you've advanced along, you know. By the way, did your neighbors help? Uh, yeah. What your neighbor's house sold? Yeah. I, I think so. Anyway, I've, I've seen uh, somebody over there. Lights have been on, and uh, the sign is gone. Well, that's good. I know I showed it. Believe it or not. Did you? I know you said that yeah. uh, you thought he had maybe watered a little bit too much for it. Well, he, I, you know, by the time that they had it, they had it at a reasonable price then. So, so yeah, let's see. Let me just see what is. I don't know if they sold it and closed it because I'm not seeing anything. But then what am I? I say I know there's a there's a different car out there in the garage, but I haven't seen. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, I changed the search parameter. Uh, you know, when you want something to work, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, very well. Yeah, when you want something to work. Okay, it closed yesterday. No, Friday. It closed on Friday, $230,000. Jeez, what was he asking for it originally? Two fifty. Oh, and they gave a $6,000 concession. $6,000. Oh, Cindy McCabe had that. Oh, I didn't know that. So Her brother, so they, they... her nephew was a... Uh, so he what now? I'm sorry. So it was two two twenty four. You say they they gave him six thousand. Yeah. So the sale price would be considered two twenty four. Yeah. Because they they sold it for two thirty and gave him six grand back. Okay. Well, that's not that's not too shabby, really. Hell. No. Okay. You know, okay. How many square feet is that? Do you recall how many square feet that house is? I'm going to tell you in a second. They say 1,036, but I don't know. Hold on, let me look at the tax records. Uh, 
No, not that's at a, all. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Thirty grand. Yeah, no, that was really hard to believe. We were able to get him out of that and get him into a house, and you know when he got sober. But yeah, he he's been sober now. Gosh, fifteen, sixteen years, long time. He's a guy I feel bad. We weren't close. He, he he loaned me some money, and I paid him back this year. But I didn't include him in my wedding. Um, just you know, we he was we weren't that close, really. You know what I mean? It was uh, we were friends, and he even worked for me at one time. But he uh, he often heard his own drummer drumming, and uh, I, I was amazed that. What he ended up liking to do the most. This guy was an incredibly talented guy. When they talk about alcoholics and their skill levels, this guy drove trucks, was a truck driving instructor at one time. He got his real estate license, was a one time a certified electrician, but then he fell off a ladder because they were screwing around and hurt himself and retired out of but long story short you know what his favorite job of all the jobs he had to do it was like the the wildest one i couldn't believe it i have no idea he liked to sell closet organizers closet organizers literally closet organizers and they were very very expensive he loved that. He loved some. He, you know, he didn't make a lot of money on it, but he loved that job. I don't know why. I mean, he told me about <laughs> selling sixty thousand dollars worth of shelves and things for a closet, for a, you know, this some person's million dollar closet that they actually bought sixty thousand dollars worth of stuff. Oh, I was yeah. like, really? Yeah. I. That's beyond my level of comprehension, you know, especially when I'm struggling to keep a company open with ten, fifteen thousand. I can't imagine. Here, I give them a couple shelves and some brackets. Here, here's sixty. Here's fifteen thousand. Okay, thank you. You know, hard to imagine. Oh well. Oh well. How do you think they'd like oh, well. it in the office if you walked in with a fifteen thousand dollar portrait of yourself? Portrait. Yeah, like 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 Trump. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't know. So, what are your plans, by the way, for this week? Anything going? I gonna stay home or? Um. I, well, I'm I'm hemming and hawing here because I'm not sure about Tuesday. I'll have Wednesday off. I've got. Friday off supposedly and I don't think I had to work last Sunday I don't think I got to work this coming Sunday but I'm not certain so uh are you working weekends now well around the holidays you know I get called in you know because they have uh you know various parties and stuff like that and then they need people there to take care of crowds and garbage and So, uh, you know, that, that's okay. I'll, I'll go pick up paper for, you know, five, six hours. 
I don't know what we're going to do. I know my wife's going to be going out of town next weekend, but I'll probably stick around. I just need to get some work done and feel like I'm accomplishing something, you know, um, which I am, actually. I'm doing stuff. It's just, you know, my job, we don't get the instant results that we would always like, you know. we got to wait a while to yep. get the results. Yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah, especially, you know, it's like when you're hungry and you're – you're, you're handling food, but you can't eat the food you're handling. You've got to wait until it's your turn to eat. But, boy, do you you want to eat. You want to bite into something so bad, you know. And, and sometimes uh, you do. Yeah, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm glad you joined me tonight. It was real nice. I was sad that I didn't call you this week to wish you a happy Merry Christmas. I got caught up in all my... Family stuff. I was kind of doing that too, and then I I I picked up my phone and I went, you know, I'm probably just gonna, you know, be interrupting something. So, eh, screw it. (laughs) Well, I tell people people they're always welcome to call, but I always have a hard time calling, you know, because I'm I'm feeling like I'm intruding. It's so funny. People say, well, I'm going to stop by when you're in the area. Stop by, stop by, stop by. I go, no, I don't want to do that, you know, because I don't want to catch you at the wrong time. And then I'll show up, and they'll be having sex or something. They're like, oh, well, you caught me. And I go, that's why I don't show up unannounced. I always manage to pick the, the right time to show up at the wrong places or whatever. It's kind of funny. Oh, well, that's the way it goes, right? Could be worse. Could be Tesserasera. Well, listen, Steve. Give my best to your wife. Thank you very much I'm, for joining me, and uh, we still need to get together. Um, well, you know, we have one chance to get rid of some of those uh, those panels for Star Wars because this is the last Star Wars, and uh, I'd almost like to give us a shot and see if we can't get somebody to want the, uh, you know, they, that might want that them. New one. That's it. It's out. The Disney one? Have you seen that? Yeah, it's out now. That looks pretty good. Yeah, well, it's yeah. if we're going to get rid of those things, we should probably make an attempt to do that soon. You know? All right. Uh, We have to give something a whirl. So let's make it a goal that this week we at least put something on the market for sale and see if we can't get something sold, okay? Uh, not this week, going into the year anyway. Okay, all right. Well, let's keep it simple. Okay. Sounds all like right. a plan. Well, thank you. How's your daughter and our son-in-law, son and daughter-in-law doing? Um, I think they're, uh, oh, I don't know, they're, they're in Alabama or Florida or something right now. Really, they just hook they just hook the trailer up or, or their little camper up and uh, you know take off. That's pretty yeah. much how did they, they live. They just, they just did that travel. kid get sentenced? Uh, I don't believe uh, there has been a sentencing yet. No. Okay. Actually, my son no. has not volunteered any information lately. I saw something she posted online saying that they were anticipating 
the hearing for sentencing coming up soon, but you know, I I, uh, I don't know. I didn't really follow along that closely, so oh well. And uh, I hope it's out. I hope they find some sort of closure for them. That's all. Yeah, that would be the best thing for them, some closure. So, all right, listen. Later, Gator. Give your wife okay. a hug for me and tell her I said hi. All right, man. All right? Have a, have a good one. Thanks, Steve. Good night. Right. Good night. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be wrapping up the show. We actually made a two-hour night tonight. Thank you uh, to my friend Steve being part of the show. And uh, you know what? Sobriety isn't always that exciting. You know, but i got to tell you something, it's a whole lot better than all the craziness that I experienced when I was out there drinking. You know, the uh, uncertainty, the uh, fears, and the arguments, and the hassles, and I don't miss any of it. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to have a nice meal still. I'm going to sit with my wife. We're going to kick back and relax. And then we're going to start the week out tomorrow. So that's a good thing. And that's what we do. And that works very, very well for me. So I would like to wish you all the merriest Christmas and the happiest of New Year's this week. I hope it's a safe one. I hope it's memorable. And I hope that you... I hope it's everything that you want it to be. If you see somebody that's drinking, don't let them drive. Take the keys away. It's not necessary for them to be driving. Do you understand? Don't let them drink and drive. There's Uber. There's Lyft. Even if you pay for it, so what? Let's be safe out there. I know that I heard that deaths have dropped by 30 I think I heard 30% or 60%, and and they're giving a lot of credit to Uber and Lyft and all those other stores. So that's a good thing, and that's a great thing. And I know that will change the face of law enforcement because they won't get the same amount of money back, but that's okay. Maybe keeping families together is more important. So if your loved one needs help, There's no better time than the present to start working on changes in our lives, kicking addictions, one day, one step at a time. Don't go at it alone. Ask for help. The program of recovery is there for all of us, okay? Just find what you need and get anything and everything that you need. That's what's more important. You could always call me. I'm available If I don't take your call right away, I'll return it as soon as possible. I have an 800 number, 1-800-I-ASK-YOU. That's 1-800-427-5968. I'd love to hear from you, even if it's just to say Happy New Year. To my friends out there, my daughters in California, Jess, Natalie, I love you. My son, Dan, crossing the country, have a safe trip, an adventurous one. Continue on with your sober life. That's great. Over one year, continued sobriety. That's wonderful. I hope you kept it up. Don't let your peer pressure suck you in. Um, Anna, New York Anna, keep up the good work. I'm 
Sorry I haven't heard from you as much as I would have hoped to, but I hope you're doing well. My friend down in Georgia, Gail, I uh, hope life is good for you. I hope you get your uh, knees replaced like you need and get back on your feet sooner. And, uh, you know, Danny and uh, Lambert and all my other friends out there, and uh, Jerry and uh, out there on the West Coast, you know, thanks again for everything. Guys, have a great year. Finish up the year. We'll see you next weekend. It will be December, no, January what? One, two, fifth, I believe. January 5th. Okay, we'll see you next year on January 5th with more of the Road to Recovery. Thanks again for listening. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, recovery is not an accident. It's a commitment to wanting more in your life. Okay? I did, and I'm so grateful that I did it. And I did it one day at a time. That's it. Just do it today. Drink maybe tomorrow, but not today. Worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes, because tomorrow is always tomorrow. Okay? Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.